Welcome to Eye on the Illini, folks. This is another big show. Terrence Shannon Jr. commits to the Illini out of the transfer portal. The Texas Tech star is coming to Champaign-Urbana, one of the most athletic players in the portal, a guy who will definitely make a difference against teams like Houston when Illinois just didn't have a player who could keep up with them athletically. You're listening to Illini guy, Mike Kegley. I'm here with Illini guy's director of recruiting, Kedrick Prince, and here with Illini guy's basketball writer, Connor Kegley. We are going to talk a little bit about Terrence Shannon, what he brings to the Illini, and maybe uh, potentially are there any other steps that might be coming or any other dominoes that might be tumbling. So, Ked, let's start this off. Um, Tell me a little bit about Terrence Shannon, what he brings to the table for the Illini. He is an older version to me of what R.J. Melendez will probably look like this year or next year. Terrence Shannon brings that that type of athlete that you talked about, um, not just, you know, against Houston, but against the Jay and Ivies of the world. Well, he's going to mirror him because he's going to be that kind of guy or a Keegan Murray type guy or Johnny Davis kind of guy. You know, he's an athletic wing or wing wings that Michigan has, wings that uh, Indiana are going to have on their rosters and, and Ohio State. So when you get guys like that who are long and athletic, and he's a veteran, which makes it nice. I mean, so he's going to have the upper hand over some of the other younger freshmen coming into the Big Ten, but it's nice to have a proven winner like that on your roster. And just to, in terms of, you know, bringing credibility, you know, to the program, you know, getting a transfer like that because, you know, as you know, and, and one can argue, anybody can argue a point of if he's number one, two, three, or four, or five. I mean, depending upon what you're looking at per player, but he's definitely one of the top transfer targets from when he went into the portal until he committed to the University of Illinois today. I think it's another huge get uh, for the entire staff, um, especially kudos to Tim Anderson again. I don't know how they're going to keep paying this dude, but this dude is producing. Tim Anderson is, I mean, if he's not on one of the top five assistant coaches in college basketball, I'd like to see people who are better. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. You know, when it comes down to recruiting assistants, I don't know how he's not number one, and I don't even know if it's close. Maybe you need, like, a Tim Anderson category, and then everybody else can compete for second place. Um Connor, you've you've looked and analyzed um, what uh, Terrence Shannon brings to the table. Why don't you give us uh, some of your thoughts? Terrence Shannon is an athlete, and um, overall, his game is going to bring a lot of versatility. This is a kid that can guard two through four, and uh, even potentially guard some ones depending on the matchup. Um, he's a good shooter, um, not great, but definitely improving as time goes on here and shoots the ball at a almost 79% clip from the free throw line. And he's just an above the rim athlete. I mean, he's going to be adding someone that if you had had him on the roster for these last two, three years, Illinois would have had a much better shot at advancing far in the tournament. And it's just good to have an athlete like that on the roster because you need them. You need this type of player and uh, Illinois now kind of has him to go along with, you know, Melendez and now even Rogers, where we have two or three of those guys that are on the roster that we didn't have a couple of years ago. 
Oh, well, you know, and without a doubt, and I'm going to tell you something else. When you look at last year's roster, guys, you know, you had limitations. And I'm not going to say anything about anybody specifically, but Connor, you hit the nail on the head. He shoots 79%, 76, 89% from the um, 79, 80% from the free throw line. He's a shot 38% from three last year. So you can't sag off of him. And the thing that he will he'll be able to do is he can shoot the mid-range shot and the and the three. And I think when you look at the roster that is being built, and you know, you mentioned those three guys, just those three guys alone changes the dynamic. And I want to include Luke Goody into that mix because a lot of people think he's this big lummox kid that can't move. Luke played more than RJ last year and, and, and had more minutes, especially early on, because he was a good defensive player and he was strong enough. So the, the team is, is being put together with a bunch of athleticism, guys who can play above the rim. And I, the one thing I don't want to see, and I think they've gotten away from, is a bunch of guys who are, like I mentioned before, who are liabilities, guys who you don't have to guard. And Shannon is going to be a guy you have to guard inside, outside, and you're right. He can defend multiple positions, and anybody that's seen Texas Tech play know you have to defend. So this is going to be like, you know, second nature to him because you have to defend for Brad Underwood in the Big Ten, so he's going to fit in nicely and, and right away. Yeah, and I, I do like the idea of, you know, um, in, in fairness, there were games that DeMonte struggled to score. Uh, other players had their moments as well. It wasn't just one guy. And, and there, were, there were a few games where Illinois sometimes felt like they were playing three guys on offense against five or something like that. And, and they could technically double and triple team Kofi without much, um, you know, paying for it. When you think of shooters like what we're getting out at the guard position, uh, like Luke Goody, and then slashers like RJ and um, Ty Rogers and obviously uh, Terrence Shannon, Guys like Luke Goody are going to get unimpeded threes, uncontested threes, and and guys get a lot better shot when they don't have somebody with a hand in their face because they're having to worry about helping. And and then I think when you spread the floor, you know, people don't think about Jaden Epps, but my God, that kid can take the ball to the basket. Um, I, I think we're going to see a totally different offense than what we've seen here at um, – the U of I under Underwood because the first two years he didn't have the talent to run what he did at uh, Stephen F. Austin. And the last three years, he would have been a fool to run that because you had Kofi, the biggest force in college basketball. And all of a sudden, you know, now all of a sudden without Kofi, I, do you think we're going to see the, uh, the offense that he ran at Stephen F. Austin? I don't know if a lot of people say that. I hope not. And I will tell people why I hope not. I think when he first got to Illinois Coach Underwood, he tried that and it didn't work in the Big Ten. Remember he tried that defense and it didn't work in the Big Ten. You know, you can play small, but that's not going to survive. The Big Ten is big and physical. You, like, if you think about it, and this is one of the things that frustrated a lot of people having DeMonte Williams guard guys that are 6'9". He couldn't do it. They, that's still not going to work. It's just not going to. But they don't have, but they don't have six, three guys doing that. What you're going to see, I think, is a much more fluent offense 
from everybody. And, you know, there's all this talk about Coleman Hawkins and, you know, that's a podcast for another day or another day this weekend. I don't know. But this offense with the kids or the athletes, student athletes that are there right, that are there right now are coming in, the floor will be spread so that way they can all get shots. All these gurus and all these people do podcasts and stuff, things they talk about, guys being able to create their own shots. Now you're going to see that because the floor will be spread. People on our message boards, lineitguys.com, make sure you guys sign up for that because right now this is where all the best information is coming from. When you look at a guy like Dane Danger and people think, oh, he may not be that good, he was this and that, can you imagine? Because one of the things he's good at, and the coaches will tell you that or talk to me about that, this kid can put the ball on the floor from the three-point line and take people off the dribble. So what I'm saying to you is you look at the bigger guys in the Big Ten, that's going to be a, a matchup problem for the defense. Then you got Coleman Hawkins, who hopefully is going to become stronger and his shot's going to be more consistent. You know what I'm saying? So then if they add a couple other pieces to the puzzle, which I'm not going to talk about because it hasn't happened yet, when you spread the floor like that, then you got Sky Clark, Sincere Harris, Jaden Epps, who can get downhill, R.J. Melendez. You know, then that's when Terrence Shannon becomes effective because the lane is open. You have to respect Kofi. You know what? He changed the game of basketball and put Illinois basketball on the map, him and Io. But now you don't have to just throw the ball in the post of Kofi and have three guys sagging off of him fouling. You can't do that anymore. Now, Illinois struggled last and last half of the Big Ten because they just couldn't make shots. There's going to be games where even this group is going to struggle. But on paper, and we've talked about this before, they won't. This shouldn't happen because now you have so many athletic guys that can shoot and get to the rim. There's going to be nobody to double and triple team anymore. Yeah, I think uh, what you're talking about with um, just the ability to get out and transition with this group is going to be even better. I mean, you don't have Kofi that is going to be, you know, he was a little bit more of a, a ground-bound player that's going to be a little bit lumbering up and down the court. Um, you don't have a guy like that on the roster and, and that can allow Illinois to push the pace and really play into what it has as a strength, which is the fact that we have depth as well, which means if you aren't playing hard and you aren't trying to get turnovers and get into transition, you're just going to come out for somebody that is going to put that type of pressure on the other team. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting uh, time to be an Illini fan. Now let's go back and, and talk about, because obviously, you know, Shannon's a great defender. He's got a variable offense. He's one of those wings. And for you fans out there, you know, Ohio State has been a challenge for the Illini the last few years because they can put 6'6 guy out on, on your, your shooting guards and, and your wings and make you go over the top. And Illinois has been a little bit uh, shorter at those positions. And now all of a sudden, Illinois is going to be the team that's got some length and making teams shoot over the top of them. But let's go back and, and, and talk about the, the one thing that you brought up. And first off, you know, uh, Jeff Alexander probably had the recruiting win of the century by getting uh, Kofi to come back last year. Right. And we've, we've seen what Chester can do. You know, Epps would never have come to uh, the University of Illinois without Chester Frazier. So I, I'm not going to say that, that anything bad about the Illini coaches because we've got three really good coaches but what Tim Anderson has done has been nothing short of amazing 
considering that he's only been on staff since the tail end of July of uh, 2021. So we're talking, you know, nine months. And, and Kedrick, what is it about his personality that allows him to cut through the BS and stick <laughs> to the issues and, and land players so effectively? Okay, great question. Here's here's the deal with Coach Anderson. A lot of people didn't know him coming into this. I mean, let's face it, a lot of people didn't. And they were that was that whole summer was a month and a half where everybody was guessing, everybody under the sun. I mean, I even think, you know, Ray Charles was probably a, a candidate for the coaching job at one point in time. But Tim has connections, more connections than what, what we knew and what people realized him being from the city and him being involved with NBA guys because his NBA guys have connections. Here's the thing, and the fans are never going to see this, and I'm I'm thankful, thankful, thankful. I never take it for granted. But if you ever get a chance to talk to Coach Anderson, he is the most honest, cutthroat man ever. Here's what he's like. If he's recruiting Connor and Connor says, well, I like your school, I'm not for sure, bye. And what, what do I mean by that? Coach Anderson doesn't play games. You're not going to sit and tell him, yes, maybe I think so. I like school because his approach is this. If you're interested, and it's like Coach Underwood, because you, you guys have all heard Coach Underwood say, I want guys who, who are like me and who, who fit what I want to do. That's like his brother because Coach, Coach Underwood's aggressive and Coach Anderson the same way. I've talked to all these recruits, and they'll tell you, he doesn't play. And if he wants a kid and that kid wants to be there, they're going to know right away where he stands. He's not going to him and haul and, 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 and drag it out. Because if you don't want to be there, he's going to go to the next guy. He's going to pull up, pull up in his phone or get that tablet out, depending upon how old you are listening to this podcast. He's going to move on to the next guy. And that's what he's like. It's great, great talking to a guy like him because he is awesome at getting what he wants and he doesn't play the, he doesn't play the game. Yeah, and that, that was something that I used to do in the sales world. You know, I would tell any of my people, and I would tell my basketball team or their parents, um, you can ask me whatever question you want. You just may not like the answer, and I'm not here to debate you on it. We're just going to move forward. And um, that's him. Yeah, and I, and I do think that the thing that's very interesting is, you know, if you go back and you take a look player by player, what he's done is really unprecedented. Even, even if you go back to Tony Yates, and Jimmy Collins, you're, you're not going to see the type of maybe Jimmy during that mid 80s might have been there. But, you know, uh, Anderson's got an incredible um, uh, track record right now. And I'm thinking of it as the Anderson difference. Because, Mike, let me cut you off for a second. Go ahead. Think about this. And people go to our board. Yes, I'm promoting our site. Coach Underwood, I mean, talked about on Brad's 30s, 30 for 30 podcast. And then we talked about it on our message board. They turned down 20 kids. Out of those 20 kids, I think people will be surprised how many of those kids were Tim's because these people are wanting to be at Illinois. So having said that, this guy is definitely connected. If they could get into school and all these other issues that Coach Underwood talked about, this roster could be just it, people will be surprised because the people who were calling them, they weren't just average, you know, middle, uh, mid-major players. They were high-profile top players who couldn't get into school. And I'm not kidding. Some of these guys are what we consider one-and-done players. 
that's how much of an impact Coach Alexander and Chester and Tim and Coach Underwood has had in the college basketball world. They don't have to go out and beg anymore. The product's there. And the way they go about selling it, it's unique. And I just think no matter what happens, the transfer portal is a great thing for college basketball, but it could also be bad. But it's going to keep Illinois in the hunt all the time. They're never going to have to go and rely on kids who you think aren't going to be good anymore. I think for Illinois, from an Illinois standpoint, the fans should be happy the way the portal is. Yes, you lose players, but you also gain them. Yeah, and it's, it's a real challenge. Um, you know, when, again, when you look at what, what the, the coaching staff is doing, they're doing kind of, they're going to have to, and all coaching staffs are doing this, they have to do the three-pronged approach. You have to re-recruit your team. You have to recruit the transfer portal. You have to recruit the, the seniors uh, and, and get relationships with the juniors in high school. And you, you do that at the same time that your roster is in fluctuation. Um, so, you know, one weekend you might think you need a point guard and the next weekend you go out to watch AAU tournaments. You may not need that point guard, but you might need a power forward because of something happened in regards to the transfer portal. Um, and it seems very, very apparent that, that at least at this point, uh, the Illini staff have figured out how to do to find that fine balance, um, you know, with the, the transfer portal and to move forward, you know, and kind of strike it with, with recruiting at all three levels. Um, hey, hey, I got a question go for you guys. Yep. Okay, I, I, I can't wait to hear this. And when the fans listening to it, I hope they go to our message board and give their opinion. We know who Coach Anderson is responsible for. You can talk about Danger, Ty Rogers. You can talk about Sky Clark. But let me ask you guys, who is the biggest impact player that he's brought in so far? We've not seen him play because now you add Tan Shannon to it. Who potentially or who on paper do you think is the biggest catch? I'll go last, but I want you guys to tell me who you think that person is or he's brought in and why. I'm going to go with Sky Clark, um, simply just because I think that he kind of brings Illinois to the forefront of uh, – he, kind of, he kind of has that swagger to his game. And, and with social media and that being such a big thing nowadays – I think that he's going to bring even more high profileness to uh, to the program. And if I have to get a, a close second, I think that it's probably going to end up being Rodgers, but we might not get to see that as much this year compared to what he's going to be doing as potentially a sophomore or even a junior if he ends up staying that long, which I think he could be a two and done, um, all things considered. Mm, I like that. Yeah, and I would go the, I would go the very similar answer um, and, and at first I thought Sky Clark because of his, not because he's a great player, because that's clearly the case. Um, but I thought basically because of the cachet and the cool factor that he brings to the Illini. But when it goes right down to it, and, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I, I, I go back to what I saw in games last year, Ked. Mm -hmm. and, and I just got to go with Ty Rogers because – he did, he did whatever his team needed to win. He was a little bit like Captain America on the Avengers. You know, he may not be the strongest. He may not have the most superpowers. But when you need somebody to win and throw that coup de grace, that big punch, or do that key thing in the middle of the fight that nobody wants to do, right? that's Ty Rogers. He's that guy who does that. So, like, his superpower is winning. 
And, and so I'm going to, I can understand exactly where Connor's going. And I was close to saying a similar thing, but I'm actually going to go with Ty Rogers just for that fact. I see him at six foot six, six foot seven, so darn versatile that I think he is going to be the um, Swiss army knife that may come in in different places and help out the Illini. And while it may not be the sexiest or the coolest, it may be what you need when you need to win. What do you think, Ked? I'm going to go with Sky because he's a five-star, and he is considered one of the top 10, 15, 20 players in the country because uh, we've not seen any of these kids play because Dane Danger could be the most effective out of all of them. Yeah. But yeah. on paper, I have to say Sky, but I'm going to say my second is probably Terrence Shannon because – Let's not forget who Illinois beat out to get this kid and, you know, and how much Terrence put into this work. I mean, excuse me, Coach Anderson put into this work to get him. I, I think he'd have to be second because, one, he's a proven kid, and we all – everybody thought this kid was going to Michigan. Everyone thought that kid. And, and who else, kid? who else did we beat out besides Michigan for uh, Mr. Shannon? It was Michigan, Illinois, Yukon, and Kentucky. Because he, I mean, my understanding that actually when he first came out of the portal, uh, Illinois was like probably in the lead. And then, you know, I think once Kentucky found out, they jumped in and they had a good shot. And again, and that's a great question, Mike. I mean, let's look at it. I mean, look at all these blue bloods that Illinois is beating out for these kids. Same thing with Ty Rogers. They did that. The same thing, you know, with Mike Clark. They're beating out some of the top programs in the country. And what's really cool, fans, go to some of these message boards. It's great to read if you like to laugh because people, they don't want to respect the only basketball, but now they don't have a choice because they're not going anywhere. You know, and it's it's great. It's an awesome thing to see because I didn't see a lot of why do you want to go to Illinois anymore? You know what I'm saying to you? Because it's like now Illinois is in the mix. They see that name out there. They see that brand out there. That's when you know you've made it. Well, and, and I'll be honest with you. I, the tweet of the day was somebody on a Michigan thread said, um, and it was not an Illinois fan. It was a Michigan fan who said, we're going to be Underwood's bitch again. And I thought, I thought <laughs> that's the best. That's the best that I saw. And I had to laugh at it. Um, but I, I just have to go back and I know everybody thought, you know, uh, last year early in the Illini guys tenure, when we didn't have a lot of people, you know, we were just getting started. Um, I, if you recall, I talked about how important it was and how amazed when it happened that I was at how good Underwood was at putting together a second staff in a row. And these guys haven't been together for a full year yet, and yet they've probably had, and it's probably not even arguable, probably the best year of recruiting that the Illini have ever had. And, and they haven't even been together for 12 months yet. That is just amazing. Um, and, and so, and so that, that's, uh, that, that's really, you know, incredible. And I know I kind of geeked out on it, but now you're kind of understanding maybe Fans are understanding why that's the way I looked at it. Um, and, and to give everybody just a, a little uh, preview, you know, if you want to know what's going to happen before it happens, you want to know, um, you know, where the, the, the Illini are, are moving, uh, what they're looking at. IlliniGuys.com really is the place 
if you're not at IlliniGuys.com, then you're really not knowing what's going on. It's just the plain truth. Um, you can go to our site uh, and you can get a trial. Uh, you can go ahead. You won't get charged till the seventh day. We are $10.99 a month, $99 a year. It is a place where you can find Illini legends, uh, former Illini uh, players out there. You can find, you know, uh, experts like Ked uh, and Brad, um, Matt Stevens, Connor, people who break down this stuff, and, and others like Ked and Brad who are close to the staff. Um, you get really what anything, any fan, when you go into the message boards, you're going to find that there's a whole new level of, of things to follow that you never knew was going on. And it's a lot of fun, especially if you enjoy uh, basketball and football recruiting because it's fun to hear about these kids and then you get a chance to go out you know I live down in Dallas I got a chance to go out and watch uh, Ty Rogers play last year and you know he stood out and it was like man this guy's a heck of a player I didn't think we had a shot at him and then it goes back to the Anderson difference um, Tim Anderson comes on board and all of a sudden a guy who impressed you but everybody just assumed was Michigan State bound, ends up at Illinois, and he's a difference maker. And so is Tim Anderson. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but you got to get to our website. We also have a full um, range of podcasts, Ked's Recruiting Roundup. Ked will bring the best Illini recruits. You'll find out what it's like to be recruited by the Fighting Illini. You'll find out what the parents think, what the kids think you'll find out what their AAU coaches will think. It's a, there's nowhere else you can get that. Sturdy for 30 is kind of the flagship podcast. That's the one where you, this week you can, you can get the Brad squared, Brad Sturdy interviews, Brad Underwood. Fantastic. Uh, second time they've done that. These two, those two are like peas in a pod, a great interview. Uh, Sturdy even goes into some controversial areas. Like when he had, when, uh, Coach Underwood had the Big Ten trophy. Did he consider booting Mrs. Underwood out of bed so he could sleep with the trophy? You'll find out the answer if you listen to that podcast. And, of course, we also have the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular, which is a two-hour radio show that's on on the weekends in the state of Illinois. Go to IlliniGuys.com, hit radio. You can find the station near you and what time and what day we're on. Um, this is the time of year, the transfer portal. It's going to be hot and heavy for the next probably four weeks uh, until a few guys decide they're – few guys return from the draft, and that deadline is June 1st. So you're talking there's a lot of jockeying and a lot of games will be won, um, or at least the position to win those games will be done by the work that the staff is doing right now to secure the best roster possible for the fighting Illini. So, Ked, wrapping this up here, I'm going to let you and, and – well, actually, I'll let Connor go first, and then uh, we'll let you go, Ked. So, Connor, give us any last-minute thoughts on Terrence Shannon, what he means to the Illini, and anything that, that maybe you haven't had an opportunity to uh, tell folks. If you want to watch an NBA athlete that um, – could be in the dunk contest you're going to get an opportunity this year this is a high high level athlete that frankly illinois has not had in probably 20 to 25 years if not longer 
That's a strong word there. So, so uh, yeah, 25 years, and there's been some some excellent years, and there have been some not so excellent years. So that's a that is a big deal. Ked, why don't you bring us home? We're going to give you the last words on this issue of I on the Illini. Well, Connor's right. Um, I'll tell you the two guys that come to mind for me, uh, Luther Head and Brian Randall. I mean, those are two guys. And before them, that's when you got the Kenny Battle and, and Nick Anderson days. So I agree with that. What I like about it, and I'm going to close it with, um, that's for all the older people out there who are diehard Illinois fans, you know, Terrence Shannon was a Texas Tech and he came home. You know, which, so what I mean by that is he's an Illinois kid who got out and came back. So I know a lot of people from the state of Illinois like to keep kids in state. He came back, and I cannot emphasize enough for people to understand how much his, how much his parents loved Illinois. They're big Illinois fans. And so this was a nice get for the university, and I can just see them building on this. And stay tuned because more is coming, guys. All righty. So, folks, yeah, you know, Check your podcast feeds. We will do a podcast when somebody uh, jumps on board. We'll try to give you everything that we can so that you get a little idea of what it's going to mean to the Fighting Illini. And we are so excited to have Terrence Shannon jump into this roster. And we have been extremely excited to see this uh, new Illini staff gel like this. And it's also been really fun to watch the Anderson difference in action as he, uh, you know, helps this coaching staff achieve their off-season goals. And hopefully that will lead to a lot of uh, the, the team hitting their postseason goals next year as well. So for Illini Guys Director of Recruiting, Kedrick Prince, and Illini Guys Basketball Writer, Connor Kegley, this is Illini Guy Mike Kegley saying thank you so much for listening and be ready because a lot more could be happening. Thank you very much, and we will see you at IlliniGuys.com. Subscribe today.